Coming up, we're going to be discussing a lot of the past Universal news from, well, last week, this week, and even as recently as this morning. From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 130 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Help let the experts at Dreams Unlimited Travel help you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, as always, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, as always, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hello. Nice to have you here today. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be back. So we had yes. last week off. Uh, we were celebrating the, the Mega Meet, the Diz Unplugged Mega Meet. Yes, yes. Which we that had- was... It was a good time. It was. It had was a some lot fun, of fun at City Walk. Yeah, we yeah. absolutely did. So uh, I, I really enjoyed myself. I know you did too. Um, we experienced a lot of stuff over at Walt Disney World, but then yeah, over at City Walk, we we finally found out what it's like to have a hundred fifty dollar drink at mm. uh, at Pat mm-hmm. O'Brien's, mm-hmm. which big it, drink, big yeah, drink. Yeah, if, if you were there. You know the story very well, and that's all I have to say about that. So I uh, just wanted to say thank you to everyone who came out uh, to all our meets, who came uh, who came to see us, and all that good stuff. So we really do appreciate it, um, it for the Diz as a whole. You know, celebrating 20 years was a huge milestone. But then on top of that, we were able to raise over $60,000 at our event to push us over raising $500,000 for Give Kids the World. So a uh, really big accomplishment for all all of us um but again it's not our accomplishment as a whole we couldn't do it without all of y'all out there who help support give kids the world the people who plan the regional meets um people who just randomly donate out of the kindness of their hearts uh all of that so thank you guys so much for uh helping make an impact alongside all of us Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the issues of being gone for so long means we have missed quite a bit of what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And by the world, I mean the universe. The uh, uh, so uh, lots of stuff. Yeah, that, I don't know. I'm still talking like that. Lots of stuff, indeed, and some of this stuff is literally breaking as of uh, late last night, early this morning, because of time zone differences. So I don't think we are going to waste any more time. We're just going to jump right into it and start covering what is uh, what's kind of happening in the world. And the very, very uh, big news that we have to report um, out of Universal Studios Japan is that uh, they have finally celebrated the groundbreaking of Super Nintendo World. I'm very excited. I I only saw you, like, pulling the clips from this, but it's a cute video. Oh, yeah. No, it was a a really cute video. They had a ceremony with um, the... They, I apologize. I'm going to butcher it. The guy who, uh, the guy who 
is the current creative director of Nintendo. Uh, then Mark Woodbury from Universal Creative. Uh, one more guy, and uh, they all they all were on hand at a celebration along with Mario, who was doing like a little side scrolling action and hopping and bouncing. And uh, they they use that as a, a cool little way to uh, officially say that they are breaking ground on Universal yeah. Studios Japan. But but the greatest part doesn't come from them just breaking ground it is that mark woodbury himself was on hand to announce that one of the things that would be coming to universal studios japan um putting all speculation to rest even though i think it hasn't been speculation for a long time because we've all just accepted it and have taken it as word some of us more than others um but mario kart will be brought to life in super nintendo world Mm, very exciting Got Very exciting. I, I, I just—it's exciting announcement, but it's also like now the mind can race with how are they going to make this? Oh, absolutely! And you know the the quote they use for it is it's brought to life in an exciting new state of the art attraction that will raise theme park entertainment to an entirely new level. So when you say that, I I mean that's that sets some high expectations. That that makes it sound like it's going to be the end all be all of attractions out there at Universal uh, Parks, which I I think that's what we kind of all hope it is. I still have a little bit more um, I have a little bit more hope put into the the Donkey Kong attractions that will certainly mm-hmm. come one day so because you know we remember back to that that patent that was put out for the the ride track mechanism that basically made it look like minecarts jumping so i, I still think you know th- there's a hundred percent chance we're gonna see donkey kong in the future um but mario kart that's that's right up there with it i think i think that's probably going to be the most anticipated most talked about attraction up to well, its it, up to its actual opening, even at Universal Studios Japan, people will flock over just to see this attraction. I'm sure. Mario Kart or the Donkey Kong? Mario Kart. I oh, don't know. Okay. I don't know if Universal Studios Japan is going to get a Donkey Kong section. Their park is even more uh, constricted, from what I understand, than oh. ours are. So um, I, I think they might be stuck with just Mario, and then the blessing of us of our parks being willing to, you know, just erase the past in order to put the future in um i I think i think we're more likely to see it maybe maybe not even hollywood maybe just us but um that's you know it's all possible so if you've forgotten super nintendo world should be opening uh in 2020 just in time for the uh tokyo olympics which i i wish we could be there for it who do we have to uh who do we have to sleep with to get out there well, I think you know the answer. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> uh, my wife, so, my wife, yes. um, because she, that's the only person who will give me the go ahead to spend all of our money in order to fly out to Universal Studios. The Japan. Olympics and Mario. What an exciting time in Japan! Plus, like, oh, there's so much. Ugh, gosh, don't now my mind's like, hmm, could we afford it? <laughs> I think I think we could. I mean, we'd have to. We've got a couple years. Yeah. Uh, in, okay. I'm yeah. Gonna, no. I'm, I'm just gonna now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do some research. Yeah. <laughs> we'll price it up. We'll price yeah. it out. So uh, <laughs> that is happening with that. So let's continue down the news line. I wish we had a little a little fun news jingle, um, but we don't. Talking so. about the news. 
Okay, our next news story. Uh, of course, um, if you're a big fan of Halloween Horror Nights, you may have been paying attention yesterday. Uh, now, all, and I repeat, all of the ticket and vacation packages are on sale. So before you might remember us talking about uh, the flex ticket a little while back, which um, the, the flex ticket was essentially, uh, I, I, basically you could buy it for any of the nights, including a Friday, and it would be a certain cost if you wanted to buy it for any of the nights, including a Saturday night. Only good for one night, but it would cost you like, I don't have the pricing in front of me for that anymore, so I do apologize on that. Um, I just I didn't I didn't bring up that old information with me, so that's why it's slipping off the top of my head. But those were around like eighty dollars just to secure. But now we have our actual like our Coca Cola promotion pricing out, which it's like if you want a ticket on a Monday through a Wednesday, um, only sixty dollars on a Sunday or a Thursday. Uh, in advance, starting from sixty dollars uh, on a Friday, pricing will start from sixty four dollars on a Saturday. Pricing will start at sixty nine ninety nine. Um, the frequent fear passes are also out now with Russia fear starting at ninety two dollars. Frequent fear uh, for people who don't know, Russia fear is basically the first two weeks um, for uh, frequent fear passes that starts at one hundred three dollars, and that's every day of the event. Um, including the first Friday and Saturday, but not the rest of the Fridays and Saturdays, except for like uh, November 3rd. That's in there. Um, Frequent Fear Plus includes all the Fridays, but leaves out six of the Saturdays during the busy times. And then the ultimate Frequent Fear, that's that's $200. And that includes every single night of the event. Um, Along with that, they also opened up the uh, RIP tours that you can start booking, um, whether it's a private one or in the group. And, um, of course, they also have the uh, Unmasking the Horror Tour, which is where you get the lights on, uh, look around some of the select houses, which now uh, now also has in the fine print again this year after some of the controversy this year that uh, that select houses will um, – the chance to photograph select houses. So uh, basically go in it with mm-hmm. the mindset this year that the intellectual property houses will not be photographed at all. But um, they, they have the full list of days. We'll have the full list of information on our website. Uh, pricing for the Unmasking the Horror starts at $80 per person for the morning tours. Um, and then the, if you want the morning-afternoon combo tour, that's $130. So um, I was on the fence about whether or not it was worth it last year. I'll have to wait to decide if I'm going to do it again this year because um, I was really bummed out that I didn't get to take pictures of any of the the houses with the exception of Ghost Town, which was a, a great do – they, Do they let you like – is it while the event's going on you can take no. the pictures or is it like they walk you in – it's in, the, to stop it's in the morning photos. and afternoon. Oh, that's right. And, okay, now yeah. I remember this tour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you, you'll walk through uh, before everything starts to change over. So basically, they just flip the lights on so you have a better view inside the house. You can see some of the hidden details. Uh, the guides will tell you some of the secrets behind the house, some of the little head, hidden gems to look at. So uh, definitely an interesting tour. And if you're into like costume and theater design, it's definitely something to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can see like how they craft and how they can make something like in in daylight it looks terrible but then at night when you light it the right way with the sound effects and all that it it just looks menacing and totally realistic so uh it's cool for that but 
you know, I, I may do it this year just because of one house in particular that we talked about at length in another episode mm-hmm. of what we would like to see from it. But um, a few weeks back, uh, I believe when I was on my cruise, which caused us to pre-record an episode and all that, um, and we have—I don't think we did the Volcano Bay one since, and we didn't get to talk about it. But yeah, of course, uh, the Shining House will be coming to Halloween Horror Nights uh, 27 this year. I—I uh, I would love the chance to see this house with the lights on and go through it and, and see all of the details that they put into it. Um, it it's going to be. It's going to be a gorgeous house, potentially one of the best they've ever done on an oh, intellectual property. Yeah. What did, uh, do you have the announcement there in front of you? Because it, it does allude to some things that it will specifically be including in there. Because it references, um, like, the I forget who's the creative person behind it, but they were talking about the room, like room... 237 yes yeah yeah so no i i we we kind of talked about it on that at length episode where we really went into it um uh definitely we know that the 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 twin girls are going to be in it um we we know that the blood on the elevators is going to be coming through and oh gosh i can't wait to see how they do that i'm assuming projection mapping but yeah i'm thinking that too we know 237 is going to be in it they they said that the the maze would be in it so um it's going to be an epic house of epic proportions i oh i'm just just, with that like score playing in the background when you're going through too yeah it's very stressful score very very intrigued by this one yeah no it's going to be a stressful house to get through as a whole a lot of people holding axes i'm assuming yeah no well that's that's going to be the interesting thing how many jack dorances there's going to be Mm. in there so because honestly because it is a face character i don't want it to be a situation where they have all these jacks, and then you have like one fat jack, and then, and then one, one really skinny, skinny jack. tiny jack. Yeah. Um, you know, they- kind of like the. It, it, it's not as bad when they're wearing the mask, but yeah. the Michael Myers. When you're like, I remember in Hollywood, it was it was good. Like they were all big guys, and then at the very end, it was this one little scrawny, skinny oh. fellow. Who I was like, are you his like cousin or we had his that, little brother? We had that same problem with other face. There was a bunch of really massive yeah, leather, faces, leather faces, and then there was one like one that you can tell that like did you used to play like Quasimodo or <laughs> something because it, it feels like they just took your hunch out and put it in the stomach and and that's all they did. But um, we're using those costumes, yeah, <laughs> right. So it'll be it'll be very interesting to see what they do with it. I I cannot wait. So people, since they announced the um, the sleuthing, or not? Sorry, I got ahead of myself. Since they announced uh, the the tickets and all of that, people started sleuthing by going and looking at the code um, on the website to see. And right now, it looks like, uh, according, I can't remember what site it is, so I, I apologize. I want to say it's HHN Rumors, um, so I hope I'm giving you the, your proper credit, but um, it looks like there's going to be five intellectual, uh, intellectual property houses. They can according. figure that out from a ticket? They were fig- figuring it out from the code. So basically, on the front page of the website of um, Halloween Horror Nights for Orlando, they have a slideshow, uh-huh. and they had open spaces 
that had like TBD in it. Oh, so, so I, they were just counting up the slots that had already been like exactly, layered into like the code. One oh. of one of the the codes was AHS. The other one was TS. And so American Horror Story, The Shining, and then TBD, 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 because they always they always feature on the homepage. How many for intellectual into, properties? Well, how many do they normally have? Um, what they, was the like? What was last year? Oh uh, gosh, putting me on the spot. Last year, I want to say was well the the well, original houses were Chance, um, Archaeology, Tomb of the Ancients, um, Ghost Town, and was that it? The Fisherman's Wharf? No, that was an outdoor no, area. That was Dead Man's Wharf, and that was the scare zone. Uh, were those the only... So I I would say either three or four um, original houses, and then five or six intellectual okay. property houses. So if I'm like literally missing one off the top of my head right now, I feel terrible. Oh, I just... it was a Halloween, Texas, Chainsaw Massacre, American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Um, those three. The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Four. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this. Yeah, sorry. Just just do that. So, um, yeah. So I I think that I think that the five sounds right. So hopefully we get, you know, I, I would love nine houses if we only get five. If we get five intellectual prop. Oh, Walking Dead. Stupid us. Oh yeah. Geez, sorry. How, how could we it, forget about? Only, yeah. I didn't do, or maybe I did do it. I don't know. Just at this point, I'm like, stop with the Walking Dead. Yeah. No. I I think we're. Uh, I think we're both right there on that when it comes to The Walking Dead. So, um, yeah, I'm very, very excited, regardless of what happens uh, this year for Halloween Horror Nights. Um, We have The Shining. We have the next section of American Horror Story. And that is is basically all I need. But I would like more, as long as it is not The Walking Dead or Fear The Walking Dead, for that matter. That'll be the twist. They're like, we're giving up on The Walking Dead, guys, but we're getting fear, The Walking Dead. This time you're in the boat at sea. Oh, God. And that's when I'll just be like, nope, nope. I will come one night, and that is it. So, but I, I, yeah, I I don't want to be, I don't want to be. Krampus. Oh, Krampus. Krampus. How how could we forget Krampus? So, yeah, yeah, what, six and three then? It was last year. Yeah, and you named all the other, all the other ones you were. That was it. So, so yeah. maybe maybe five and four this year. So that is exciting in terms of Halloween Horror Nights. Now I'm actually going to jump over to the other coast, California, Universal Studios Hollywood. And the reason we are going to bring up Universal Studios Hollywood is because it actually might have an effect on Universal Studios Florida one day. And that is that the DreamWorks Theater will be replacing... Um, it will re- be replacing Shrek 4D over at uh, over at Universal Studios Hollywood, which uh, DreamWorks Theater um, is right now. We only know one thing that will definitely be a part of DreamWorks Theater, and that is Kung Fu Panda. It will be I a love Kung Fu Panda skadoosh skadoosh. That is exactly right. Now I'm, I'm uh, I-, I definitely watched the first Kung Fu Panda. Uh, I didn't see the third one. I saw the second one once in the movie theater, and I enjoyed it. But uh, mm, I, I just never got around to the third one. I missed it. Yeah, I I don't think I saw the second one either. I definitely saw the first one, and I slightly enjoyed it way back when. But yeah, the DreamWorks Theater will um, it will debut with a Kung Fu Panda 
uh, new video. So gone will be Shrek 40, but probably not forever. Um, mm. Because the the big speculation behind this is that uh, because it is just an interactive theater experience, um, it's it's going to be. Oops, sorry, you saw behind the magic there. <laughs> um, it, because it is an interactive uh, theater experience, you'll be able to uh, constantly update and show off different things. And um, as as you saw in that picture, if you were watching, you know, it's going to be an actual like kind of classic Hollywood theater, not mm. just a not not, not just a, a very set in immersion place like like shrek 4d was out there having the castle having like you go the, through the dungeon and the and the four well even the, the forest, forest yeah. area that they have for the queue like it's kind of hard to say okay well you know what we're gonna update this with a kung fu panda video on the inside now so this will allow them to really be able to say well it's a classic theater we're showcasing all of dreamworks animations uh all, all their movies in the queue by having posters lining the walls so if we're going to be able to do that, who's to say that we can't just um, – who's to say that why does it have to stay and be Kung Fu Panda? Why can't it be How to Train Your Dragon mm-hmm. or Madagascar or um, – Other other <laughs> ones. Um, I, yeah, that's, that's about where I'm at too. I cannot – think of any other ones off the top of my head puss in boots we'll go with i know that's shrek too but you know the uh, puss in boots plays a, a really big part in that so uh i i think it's very uh very exciting news we were waiting to see what would happen um after after uh universal ended up purchasing dreamworks animation and i, I do have to say it, it also does look promising just from looking at the concept art of what it will look like in the theater it truly doesn't it looks like it'll almost be on the scale of um of filler magic when you're watching that at walt disney world because i do love um, filler magic it's you're you're most certainly going to have your one screen in front of you but uh i they look like they are going to truly make this uh completely immersive in every way and uh, so, yeah, I I am very very excited mm-hmm. for that. Um, it it should be a rollicking good time to say the least. We're just um, we're just gonna have to go and experience it when it opens. Yeah, no, th- this will be one that I will go and experience as soon as it opens. So, does it have a date, or did it just just a um, general announcement? Uh, I. It said sometime in 2018, along with um, this summer, though, they will start their meet-and-greet experience. So in the Universal Plaza, which is kind of right beside this, it's always a giant area. They use it daily for um, for like all Lucy, the characters. the monsters, yeah. Yeah, they, they already use it for all that. So now um, it's going to be like a summer of DreamWorks characters out there. So um, they'll be, they'll be meet-and-greeting throughout the day from Kung Fu Panda. Oh, Trolls. How do we forget Trolls? We forgot Trolls. I didn't say that Trolls. Great, I don't know. That great Justin Timberlake it's, movie. It's got that Anna song. Kendrick. That song yeah. I love. No, it's, uh, you know, that's it was definitely the hit of, it's it that already last summer? A, that was last summer. That's going to be wow. a wedding song, though. Yeah. That's well, not, well, yeah, they essentially yeah. released that single like six or seven months before the movie yeah. came out. Now, that, that is a good point. So, um, that is all happening out at Universal Studios Hollywood. And um, so, now I am going to move over here. 
back over here, and the first thing we are going to hit is Universal's Aventura Hotel, and that is that they are going to be uh, trying to stand out in a fun way by being a little bit on the techie side. So, yeah, this sounds cool. Yeah, no, it, it really does sound cool. So um, basically, they're going to have um, inside every room, they are going to provide an in-room tablet, which I'm sure will look like an iPad of sorts or a some sort of tablet yeah some some sort of uh thing like that and um basically using the tablet you'll be able to control the television the temperature they say more um i really hope that you'll be able to flush the toilet while you're laying in bed turn on those magic fingers in the bed yeah yeah. get the bed shaking it'll be like you know when when, like in the simpsons uh, well i I see it as like you know after a long day of walking around the parks you go and you get the biggest greasiest thing at Countfish, and then eventually you go back to you go back to aventura hotel and dad runs straight to the bathroom and you're like oh i'm i'm gonna make sure we keep flushing while this is happening just courtesy flush yeah, and uh, I'm, maybe even the curtains will be electronic, too, moving back and forth. I don't know. We could be way overthinking this, and it could end up being literally just I didn't even the get TV into the bathroom, so You're, you got farther than oh. I did. Oh, I always I always go for the bathroom. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so this – I think that, that using that, making it kind of a smart room, a lot of people out there are turning their houses into smart houses. So it's only fitting that uh, – Universal kind of makes their hotels in this exact same way too. Make it make it feel more like home. Um, I know I know I am very excited to get in and try and mess around with that and see how that experience is. Um, and then to continue the techiness, they are also going to have a virtual reality game room. So who knows if this is um, instead of having an arcade or if this is their version of an arcade, but they will have a VR game room in which I guess they will just have a bunch of virtual reality. Yeah, I was just going to say a room where up. people just go and sit yeah. and put their headsets on. I, I guess that's essentially just what put it's them in the be. rooms. Then yeah, well, that start to get expensive. That's six hundred rooms. Oh so. yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, Never mind. They need like six of them. <laughs> yeah, they, they probably need like ten. My my thought is, are they going to have like a bucket in the middle of the room so that way yeah. when all these people are sitting there doing vr and getting really sick yeah <laughs> everyone could just turn around you know throw, <gasps> throw one up a little quick and then uh and then get right back to whatever vr they'll be doing but yeah. uh on top of that too they will also have the dive-in movie experience like they have at all of the mm-hmm. other hotels this is a universal staple um but here they say they're also going to have an underwater speaker system uh in the same way that hard rock hotel has the underwater speakers in their pool um but i from the way they made it sound i would think that they are going to make sure that the like the soundtrack for the movie not the soundtrack the the the, 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 dial, the audio yeah, yeah. the audio track for the movie will also be playing underwater so as i so eloquently put it when your kids are drowning each other at least they'll still be able to pay attention to what's happening in the movie yeah I, I multitasking think, yeah, no it's it's good just because one kid is being really nasty to another kid that doesn't mean they should have to miss out on what's actually happening in kung fu panda so, because if you miss two minutes of Kung Fu Panda, you've missed the whole movie. I said, I mean, I would not turn my head away for one moment from the first one. So, yeah, I, I saw that movie. Cool. I, I mean, I've seen that movie a lot, a lot. A lot. Sk- uh, skadoosh. So, you love your Jack Black. 
Um, I really do. No, I love the Goosebumps movie. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. You do. And that's okay. So um, what once seemed like important news has now kind of like fallen into obscurity. And that is that uh, Fast and Furious Supercharged finally set its opening time frame. So uh, before uh, they were just saying that it well originally it was supposed to open up in 2017. And then... They announced that – well, they didn't even announce. It kind of just made its way onto the construction walls opening in like 2018. And so then we knew, okay, it's pushed back a year to 2018. Now we know it will open in spring 2018, which to me isn't a surprise. If you've been paying attention to the construction um, as it's been been coming up, it went from disaster just being fully demolished uh, very quickly to – all of a sudden, you have the structure up for this massive building in the background, and then before too long after that, the building's completely enclosed, and details are starting to be put on the outside. So well, just seeing how quickly they put up the building, I know it's a lot more intricate inside, but just seeing how quickly that went up, I can only imagine how fast they are going to get what's done inside. So, Well, what's the, wasn't there like that announcement they made that they would have one new attraction open Every year, it, at least one new attraction open up every year. So, so um, maybe it got pushed back because they something else in 2018 fell uh, through, or yeah. maybe they were just like, "Ah, eh, take your time a yeah, little bit." No, more. That, that could also be, supercharge this yeah. one. That that could so. also be the case. Maybe they heard the feedback that people were, uh, you know, when it was announced, people just assumed right off the bat that it was going to be a pumped up version of the. Of the I Fast and Furious that. attraction. Yeah, no, I, I still assume that. But hopefully they're taking the feedback from people saying, you know, make it a little different. Make it a more unique experience from Hollywood. I mean, granted, that's what they did with Kong. They yeah, tried exactly. to make it a little bit more different than just seeing it on the tram tour. They should do the same for this. But I think they need a little bit more meat because if it is a if it is a fully complete screen attraction, they have to do something to make people want to go here and be a part of this. Um, so, is Paul Walker in the Hollywood no, one? No, it, it has um, Vin Diesel and did he pass Dwayne away before Johnson. before they did it? Yeah, I want to say that he did. So that I, I want to believe that he did. He well, I guess I guess he did. Though. I guess he passed away in yeah. like it would have been like 2013 at this point. Wow, that was like four years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, then yeah, so, definitely. No, Sorry. You got you got Dom. You got Hobbs. You got Roman. Got your Tyrese. I know you love Tyrese. Is Luda in this? No. Well, Actually, I don't he? know what the point is. No. See, they're they're basically all in it. So Michelle Rodriguez is in it too. And <laughs> Yuck. you you, I mean you you've seen it in Hollywood. It's I, I just like, don't remember it's all their voices. Then the entire thing is just this fake CGI. Well, my favorite and, is is uh, Dom grabbing the what I thought was a miniature helicopter, and yeah. it turns out it's actually a drone. And I didn't know drones could carry two hundred and fifteen pound men around, but whatever. Yeah, you know, um, I'm assuming two fifteen is probably heavier than that. He's pretty much all muscle. No, you, yeah, I mean, I I, 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 I think he's tall. I don't yeah. know. I I think that I I Vin, Diesel, Vin Diesel. Fans. I, I know Vin Diesel does have something. You know, he he has a clause that he can never lose or something like that, according to other podcasts that I've listened to, and I do believe that he has a what? It, um, some of the podcasts I listen to make claim that there's like a clause in his contract that in the Fast and the Furious movies he can never lose a fight to anyone. So. Interesting, and some people are saying that The Rock has that deal now too. So, oh, so they can never face off against each other. Yeah, 
anymore. And I, I don't know the validity to that. I, I mean, it's it's one of those ridiculous statements that probably is true uh, because Vin Diesel thinks he is so much better than he really is. Um, well, now we know Jumanji uh, is going to be no match for The Rock. So, okay. oh, yeah, but we'll, we'll move on from Fast and Furious Supercharged because I know that doesn't uh, that doesn't. Appeal to a lot of people, yeah. but but one thing I think that does appeal to a lot of people, of course, um, Despicable Me Three will be coming out um, this summer, yeah, uh, very very sooner than later, and I'm excited for it. I don't know, I I enjoy them all. Yeah, I know you do. So so and you know, yeah. I know you you don't love Minions, but no, uh, I I didn't love the movie Minions. I've I really enjoyed Despicable Me. I. Liked to a lesser degree, Despicable Me too. I dislike the I do, minions. I do agree. The first, the first, um, the first movie is still my favorite, but it's just because Gru's like a bad guy in the first movie. Yeah, no, it, it, the first movie was just magic. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to recapture that for the third one. I'm not sure if they should. Um, going the twin route and having Drew come. Oh in no, I'm excited is, for that. I, I feel like it's stupid, but yeah. I like the kind of stupid I love and the '80s yeah. villain. I don't care. I'm, yeah. I'm all in. It, it'll be interesting, but yeah. So right now through. August 19th, you're able to meet Gru, Drew, and the Minions. So, Gru and Drew? Gru and Drew. Oh, um, my. So Gru, Drew, and Tourist Minions, along with Mel, will all be over near Kid Zone, and you can take your pictures with them over there. Um, and some of you, if you watched our video of, I think, um, I, I don't know. What? No, we don't have that yet. Never mind. So, um I, sorry, I was getting ahead of myself. I thought that I already went over and filmed all this stuff, but I haven't. We've just been too busy. Um, She's making up work. Um, yeah, I am now. making up stuff that I've done now. But, uh, yeah, if you're on riding Despicable Me Minion Mayhem, when you get off the attraction, um, you will see the new jail minions that will be minions wearing their uh, – wearing Prison garb. Prison, prison garb, yes. And you'll also receive your very own temporary minion tattoo. Oh. So uh, the meet and greets for that are 9, 20, 10, 20, 11, 20, 1, 20, 2, 20, and 3, 20. Um, for the meet and greet I talked about before with Drew, Drew, huh? and all of them, that is 11, 50, 12, 50, 1, 50, 2, 50, 4, 25, and 5, 40. And the Despicable Me 3 characters are all taking a part of the um, Universal Superstar Parade that is like 7 o'clock every single night. So um, they're going to kick off the parade kind of like when um, when Kubo was coming out last year. They kicked off the parade. So, yeah. Does Kubo uh, still come out? No. Uh, no, that's, a, that's a, a temporary thing. Temporary thing only. So, mm-hmm. and you know what? These, these could, they said through August 19th, so these could easily be a temporary only thing. So, yeah. Get out and see them if you're really mega fans of um, of these movies. So that is going to do it for all the news, with the exception of one more item. So I wanted to talk about it because we haven't had the chance to talk about it yet, and that is the Dark Universe. And the yeah. reason I want to bring it up is specifically because um, – because uh the mummy the mummy will be released tomorrow thank you very much friday june 9th yeah yeah no so uh it is it is coming out tomorrow and of course rhino is going to have a review of it at some point in time uh i'm not sure if that will be later tonight or tomorrow sometime hopefully we go see it tomorrow morning before your trip and then i'll do a review afterwards or if we see it tonight, I don't know. You know, whatever. It'll it, essentially yeah. it'll probably be up by Friday afternoon. But I would say 
it's probably going to be audio only. So yeah. look for the look for the audio feed. Well, yeah, no, on that one. If I'm part of it, it absolutely will be only audio only because I am leaving for vacation starting tomorrow afternoon, and I uh, I just will not have time to sit down and do a full video of it. Yeah. It takes so much more effort. So, but let's talk real briefly about what's going to happen in the dark universe. Of course, it's going to be the shared universe, all based around Universal classic monsters and their new reimagining. Starts with the Mummy. Um, it was originally supposed to be Dracula, right? Untold, and then they kind of yeah. backed off from that because it didn't have the reception they wanted. Or exactly, yeah, they uh, like retooled the idea. Dracula Untold got dropped from it. The next, the next film that is set out to be will be Bride of Frankenstein. That's supposed to be released in 2019, um, directed by um, Beauty and the Beasts director Bill Condon, which really kind of bothers me. And they still don't have a Bride of Frankenstein set in stone yet. It's going back and forth. Is it going to be Angelina Jolie? Yeah. Is it? I can't even remember the name of the other actress that is like the front runner for it right now. I, as far as I know, they really want it to be Angelina yeah. Jolie. So, but I mean, she would make a great Bride of Frankenstein. She's got the look. It, it, I mean, that is her look. So uh, that's coming then, and then after that will be Creature from the Black Lagoon. Then the Invisible Man. Do these have directors then, attached to them, or they're just no? This is the the last one is Bill Condon, but um, somehow they have Johnny yeah. Depp attached to be the Invisible Man. Yeah, and um, of course uh, they have for playing um, Doctor Jekyll is. Yeah, the mummy's going to introduce that character yeah. of Doctor Jekyll, who As is Russell um, Crowe. Yeah, and um, but yeah, so Van Helsing was coming, then Wolfman, then another Wolfman, then a plain Frankenstein movie, not Bride of Frankenstein, just a regular Frankenstein movie. Uh, Javier Bardem, then Javier Bardem, and then uh, Phantom of the Op. Sorry, Dracula, Phantom of the Opera, and then oh, they added Dracula off, back in, huh? finishing off with Hunchback of Notre Dame. So I, I knew I those had were heard the big two added, updates. I had heard, yeah, I'd heard they'd added that the Phantom and Hunchback yeah. into the universe. So they 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 are going to do a Dracula movie too. Yeah. Huh? So yeah. is the idea that all of these are going to be modern retellings? Are they all following that? Yeah, they're going to be modern retellings, and they're all going. You know, it's like a Marvel Cinematic Universe or DC. It's going to share the same actors. Well, um, and I I'd heard and, that the 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 glue that ties it together is this group that Russell Crowe's Doctor Jekyll is leading which is essentially these like like secret military yeah. organization yeah no it, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting on how it plays out um a lot of that is going to also be based on the reception of the mummy which right now is getting not so kind reviews but people are still some are saying that it could be one of um tom cruise's best yeah, they're best they're, openings, but other people are saying no. Be prepared for it to fall kind of in the thirty million range. So no, well, it, worldwide open his yeah. best worldwide open because it's saying it's going to like rake in like one hundred seventy five million worldwide, but it's just not going to do well here. Yeah, because apparently he's still got major playing power international. I still like Tom Cruise. Oh, so I, I love Tom Cruise. I don't care. Yeah. I know no, everyone's no. like, well, he jumped on the couch and he's weird and like. I don't. I don't know him. I don't. You know, I just enjoy long, his movies. Yeah, it's been a long time since that. If you haven't seen where the Mission Impossible franchise has gone since then, then or live, you're just, live, die, repeat. Um, yeah. You know, The Edge of Tomorrow is a phenomenal. I I think that is like it was a sleeper hit, but it was like one of the best, like more original movies I've seen in a long yeah. time. And I I watched that movie on repeat. I, 
I watch it at least like two two times a yeah. year since it's come out. So no, I, I he's been doing great work. So I hope that Mummy is a success. Um, I cannot wait to see it. And actually, next week we will be doing a an episode all based around the Revenge of the Mummy to kind of celebrate the Mummy coming out this past week. So um, are we going to rewatch will, all the Mummy movies? Absolutely not. Um, but <laughs> and you, your favorite, the third one. Oh, you will have that to look forward to. I was talking about Revenge of the Mummy next year, but the reason or next week. And the reason I, I want to end it with this is because the Dark Universe, I, I think even if the mummy kind of fails, um, the Dark Universe will have to have an impact because they're they're going balls to the wall with this. I, I don't think I, – I think they may tweak and adjust how they come at the movies, but I, I think they're still all going to happen. Um, maybe some, so. will get, maybe some will get dropped. Maybe others will just be uh, pushed around and change changing up the order. I I, I really don't know what's going to come, but I think the dark universe is going to have um, three total effects on Universal as a whole. And the very first one, I think that the the mummy absolutely will have to have a presence at halloween horror nights this year oh yeah i mean when dracula untold came out there was the dracula house which was a terrible house oh yeah well i heard it was a terrible movie too well eli liked it but i don't trust his oh no it was a really bad movie he just likes luke evans so yeah no it it was a really bad movie i hadn't Um, seen it yet i almost bought it because it was eight dollars and it came with a free uh, ticket to the mummy and i was like i don't even think i could do this no 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 it's not worth that it's it's like just find a friend who for some reason why they bought it and then asked to borrow it with the intention that you might not even watch it you might just give it back and be like well thanks but no thanks yeah (laughs) so it it was kind of it's kind of one of those movies so too bad um i i absolutely think that the mummy will have it will be one of the intellectual property houses i wouldn't be surprised if it's very quickly announced right now after the movie debuts but at the same time you know maybe they have a backup plan this year maybe they're they're on the fence saying well if the movie is a complete bomb, we don't want to we don't want to put out the movie and then make a house based all around this movie and then it's a complete complete failure because one one of the things when Dracula Untold came out, the house debuted before the movie came out. Oh, so, oh, that's right because yeah. the movie came out at the end of October, yeah. so the house sort of started in the mid middle exactly. of September. So yeah. we had a good idea of what the movie was going to have in terms of tone based on that house. Um, and yeah, it, there was just nothing memorable about yeah, that no, thing. There was no iconography because you you couldn't you didn't see the movie yet, so you don't know. Yeah, it just it, it just wasn't good. Um, but yeah, so I, I think maybe that could have an impact on it. But maybe they have another way around it. Maybe if this Mummy movie isn't a big success overall, maybe they can do Mummy through the years and start off with like the classic black and white yeah the 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 classic mummy and and start start there and then go through to the that would be interesting brendan fraser mummy movies different tone different style different scares um and then end off with this final version so it, it might it might not tell a cohesive story at all which is something that i think they strive for when possible but at the same time, too, I do love that Brendan Fraser yeah. mummy. Like, so I, I wouldn't be upset if they did a throwback to all yeah. the mummies, you know. So uh, that's something, you know. I, I don't know how it's going to happen, but regardless, the mummy has to have a presence um, to continue to uh, put forward on this dark universe. The next thing I think, hopefully, what happens because of the dark universe, maybe we'll get a refreshed um, 
the cafe or a makeup show oh no oh yeah oh yeah so right now i you know we i think we have a love-hate relationship with the horror makeup show here in that we love the idea of the show yeah but if the cast on stage just isn't quite there then the show definitely is it themed to american werewolf that's one of the portions they show like the use of the prosthetic masks and robotics on yeah. how it did the transformation you know they do the just, they do the one demonstration on dummy knives yeah and how i they just can, always forget i'm yeah. like you know what i mean it's one of those you gotta you go every so often because it doesn't really leave that impact anymore yeah and the the big build up is to get to the end to oh well we're gonna fire up the and they bring the monster the werewolf, alive. Yeah, yeah the monster alive yeah bring a mummy and, in there throw a mummy in there so yeah i think they could do that but yeah that leads on it's beyond on just a horror makeup show i think they could use it to revitalize all of the classic monster stuff they have there not that i want to see that go like classic monsters cafe while the food in there is atrociously bad i think that is in terms of theme and setting that is my favorite quick service restaurant have you never walked inside there uh yeah, I've, yeah i like walked in briefly yeah it's but. it's beautiful on the inside each room is themed to a different classic monster movie and there's all little sorts of hidden easter eggs in there it's really pretty um and i i really enjoy that i don't know if i'd necessarily want to see that updated um i some, just want some new life in it and, and yeah. that's you don't even have to change it it could just be a change up of the yeah. menu maybe the 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 monster thing on top maybe, gets updated yeah, I don't they, know. they added a mummy diorama already to the horror makeup show mm-hmm. so where you can see some of the props and making of photos of the movie. Of the new one? Why, yeah. 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 So why not also put that in Classic Monsters Cafe? Just a little section. Yeah. I, I don't know where they'd put it, but, you know, just give it a little love in there, too. And then some people are clamoring. I, I thought this would be dead and buried, but some people are clamoring for Beetlejuice to come back with a brand new, with all of the classic monsters again, but with the updated moder- versions, these versions, modern yeah. versions of it. I think that sounds like a horrible idea. <laughs> Where would he even go? Just <laughs> got nowhere to go anymore. Well, my problem with that is I think you just miss the music. I know. I think part of the reason why they did finally kill it is maybe for the same reason as why star Wars weekends, not, you know, star Wars weekends partially disappeared because of the, um, construction because of the construction, but then also too, Disney no longer, wanted the the characters and properties to be misused with it so gone yeah, was once they the, were there they gone was the dance them. off gone was mickey dressed up as jedi and stuff and and maybe universal thought of that too you yeah, know they needed point. the space for beetlejuice but maybe they also said too we're about to relaunch um we're about to relaunch with this dark let's, universe let's and these classic the properties yeah yeah if we're having them sing crappy pop songs from the 70s 80s 90s yeah and today why like how is that like saying come see our awesome new movie the mummy or go see the mummy over there it would be cool if they kind of did a, a throwback so even if there's not a house at this year's halloween horror nights maybe if they did a throwback to the scare zone from like two years ago yeah. the classic monster one but they they updated it or i don't know what they did but they made it maybe put it in a bigger area yeah. or something. I, I think every couple of years they need to have revisit the classic monsters to keep yeah. that keep that aware that is that is the reason why universal is here to this day the, is the classic monsters so they should never be forgotten do you think the attraction's going to get a refresh well that that's number three um if it's a success if it is a huge 
global success. Of course, Universal wants people coming in, not just from the United States, but but overseas. And um, you know, that's that's where a lot of the power is with Fast and Furious. Not just not just uh, it's domestic. a big global it's appeal. A big yeah. global it's huge appeal. in China, and that is exactly why they are pushing to have it in the parks. If the Mummy is a huge global success, as much as the Revenge of the Mummy at Universal Studios Florida is a fan favorite. I don't see how they could possibly not update it. So the Mummy, I, I, honestly, I'd be okay with it. It's we're not talking about it tearing down, so it's essentially still going to be the attraction. You know, like I just even if they just retheme it, I don't. We haven't seen the movie yet, so I don't know. I don't know how they could rework the new characters into it, but. Um, they could still literally keep the same part of the the same ride track, all of that. Just update the look of it. Uh, I don't. Well, they think could that even would be too they, honestly, it would be like add Tom Cruise to the end of the video or yeah. Sophia Patel. I can't. I forget how to say her name. Um, the yeah, that's the, why the girl from Star Trek, and <laughs> and then um, you know what I mean. It, it, it requires it requires yeah. like replacing an animatronic here and there, yeah. like, which are, which are already like I mean they're just skins. They're not like state of the art animatronics. Yeah. And there. you know what? This will give them a chance to put in some more screens <laughs> and just put <laughs> put that in and rework it that way. So, but I, I think if if this is a success, there's no reason in keeping. Um, there's no reason in keeping the Brendan Fraser well, it's just, series it, alive. But, well, it's not even that. It's just, I, I, you know, I like the first one. I, I, I love the first I one. I don't dislike the second one. I haven't, I've only seen the third one the one time and I don't remember it at all, but it, it's just weird because the second one, the child in the second one, and you're like, that's an adult in the third one. And, so, and that movie is also now almost 10 years yeah. old. So like it does need that sort of, revitalization just because it's part of that old part of universal which was still very much about this is how we're making the yeah. movie whereas now i think they have an opportunity to turn it into a transportive immersive movie. environment yeah yeah with, with not with not like um, they probably don't even have to redo the queue this because the queue is not like you're in the movie yeah. essentially no. once you pass the prop they, area i think that's the only part they would have to really remodel is change the, that off from being like the the have the props that clearly show that they're making a new mummy movie. yeah just that's all they'd have to do but uh, again if it's a global success i think that will definitely be impacted and that's that's the three ways that i could predict that the mummy in the dark universe will have an impact on universal so and with that that kind of wraps us up with uh, the news for this week everything well last week too the three weeks i guess we missed a lot of news throughout uh the past couple weeks i do apologize for that you know we try to like to keep up with it but sometimes it's just out of our control so uh for links to some of the stories we've talked about um most of them hopefully uh check out our show notes page at disunplug.com um that's where you can find show notes for this show and every other as long as links to our social media channels facebook twitter that you absolutely need to be following uh make sure you're uh liking and commenting on our video right now about what you think about everything we just talked about um as well as sharing it too uh sharing is caring Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and make sure you're also if you're listening to this make sure you are subscribed to us on itunes and leaving feedback there too even when we're terrible we still appreciate the feedback so thank you guys so much out there for watching and listening rhino thank you so much for sitting along here with me and having this fun show this was a really good time so uh, i really enjoyed it and um so yeah next week like i said we will be back with one more episode this one will be um 
all, all on the Revenge of the Mummy, we are actually going to start with the original Mummy movie in the 30s, kind of go through the course and history of the Mummy overall, uh, going all the way up through those Brendan Fraser classics. So if you just sat here and said to yourself, you know what? They didn't really talk enough about Brendan Fraser. Well, you are going to get your um, you're going to get your dream come true coming because we're talking about that, and then we will do our review of the ride, how we feel about it, all that good stuff. And as I said, that will be coming to you next week. But for now, I have to. Oh, we just ran out of time oh, for resolutions, sugar. so unfortunately, we have to go. Thank you guys again. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye.